Hey guys, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Stephanie, and in today's episode, we're going to be chatting about how to use technology in your homeschool. So not just technology in your homeschool, but really in life in general, and how you do life while you're homeschooling. Um, This episode's going to have a lot of awesome tips and ways to use different technology. We're also going to be chatting about ChatGPT, um, AI, and how you can use that with your homeschool. I was blown away, you guys, by some of the different ways that you can use this, and I'm going to share those with you. I think they're going to be super helpful and beneficial. Let's get started in this episode. You're not going to want to miss this one. Okay guys, so in today we're getting into episode four of our how-to series and we're talking how to use technology in your homeschool. So my first and maybe one of my favorite things to use um, technology for in our homeschool or platforms, I guess I should say, is YouTube. Um, Don't crucify me for this one, but we use YouTube a lot. I know there can be some bad things on YouTube, so obviously I wouldn't recommend letting your child just do whatever on YouTube. However, so YouTube, you can use to help supplement your curriculum. There are videos on almost any topic that you could possibly imagine on YouTube. You can use these to, like, for extracurriculars, like if your child wants to take a drawing or an art class, you can actually find um, like art teachers or classes on YouTube. Um, YouTube does have an awesome feature where you can create a playlist. So if you have a profile, you can go in, you can create a playlist. So at the beginning of the year, you're like, okay, I want my kids to do art for a semester. So I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to pull together three drawing videos on self-portraits. I'm going to pull together like a watercolor video, an oil painting, a clay. You can put all of those videos in a playlist and that can be your art curriculum for the semester. You know, find 10, 12 videos um, over the 10, 12 weeks. They do one uh, one a week um, and, and that can be your art for um, the semester. I know that that sounds crazy to think about that way, but, but you can, and somebody else is actually instructing them. Um, that's a super great idea. And, um, I think that's super helpful. Now you can also create a playlist for videos for other specific topics. Like, um, if you're learning about reptiles in your science or mammals, go into YouTube and find a bunch of videos on mammals or reptiles and put them in a playlist. And you can use those, um, for extra information for your kid for, you know, for science. Um, You could do this for learning how to play an instrument, Um, create a playlist, play the guitar, you know, get your kid a guitar and, and, you know, rent a, check out a book from the library about notes and stuff, and then put together a playlist and let them, let them do that for music. Um, It's just, there's so many awesome things that you can do with YouTube. Um, Those are just a couple of my ideas. Um, Some other things that that you can do is um, you can pull together um, virtual field trips. If you're learning um, about, let's say you're talking about world history and you're talking about, um, you know, Middle Ages or, you know, 
the time period where there's castles and there's knights, you know, go on YouTube and pull together or find an, a video of um, a, a tour of a castle in, in England or Scotland or Ireland or wherever over there. Um, there's some really cool ones. Um, you could do these virtual field trips um, to Rome, to Greece, um, you know, with the Sistine Chapel. Like there's some really, really awesome ones. Um, you know, there's so many options here. Um, virtual field trips, there's virtual tours. Um, you can even, you know, like I said, enhance or supplement your curriculum with YouTube. It's just one of those things where there's so many different ideas um, that you can do with YouTube. I just love it. And if you guys would like me to, to actually do like a YouTube video on this and kind of explain how to do these different things, let me know. Um, I would love to do that for you as well. My second thing here is uh, a tablet. Um, I know not everybody likes to have a, a tablet for their kid, um, but we're talking technology today, so I'm going to tell you all the cool technology things. Um, my kids do have tablets. You can control the content. I, I like the Kindle Fire kids' tablets. You can control the content on the tablet. There is a kid's setting. Um, and, and on the tablet, you can only put what you want. So there are some really awesome educational apps. There are ebooks um, that... There's different learning materials like that that can help your children learn, develop new skills. Um, Reading Eggs, ABC Mouse, Education.com, IXL. They're all really great resources for learning, like learning games, and they have activities. Um, Ebooks can be downloaded directly to a Kindle when they're rented digitally from your local library. Now, I did not know this for a while, but our library has Libby, and it is where you link your library card to their digital library. And you go in and you put in, you know, um, Magic Treehouse, you know, um, whatever book you want to look for, and it pops up, okay, yes, this Magic Treehouse book is available to rent. You click that you want to loan it, like, you know, check it out, like you at the library. And then that book, you can have it downloaded right to your child's tablet. And you know, it's automatically digitally returned within X amount of time. Um, but your child now has that book on their tablet to read. And sometimes books are available digitally like that when they're not necessarily even available in the library. You have to wait to request it. It's just a super good way. So if you want to know about borrowing books digitally, um, ask your local librarian if they have a program like that. Um, you know, if you're in the Wisconsin area, if you're local here, um, our library like area uses Libby. Um, and then you just put your library card in online. You just punch in your numbers and stuff and you can get started right away with renting books. Now, they also um, have options there for um, audiobooks as well. So if your kid sometimes likes to like color or draw or something, um, while they're listening to a book, um, that actually works really well for my children. Um, if that's something that you have a hard time with, you know, you don't have time to sit down and read like the full Harry Potter book. Um, get a get the audiobook version, rent it from the library or rent it digitally. And then, you know, Avery likes to color or draw while she listens to an audiobook. Lizzie sometimes will play Play-Doh. Um, it's really great. Sometimes we just listen while we're doing lunch, like while we eat lunch. I put an audiobook on and they listen while they're eating lunch and we all get to kind of just like chill. 
it's it's really great. So um, leading that into another another thing here, um, audiobooks obviously are something that we love to use, and I would recommend Audible. I know it can be a little pricey sometimes, but Audible has been really great. They have so many great books. They're um, the way that they're read and the audio, the extra audio that goes into it. I think sometimes it just really brings the book to life and makes it really, really an awesome experience for your child. So next I wanted to chat about um, streaming platforms. Now we all have different, obviously different subscriptions to different streaming platforms, but I wanted to chat about a couple of things um, to, that you can do um, with this. Like I said before, with supplementing curriculum or even just enhancing it. Um, I know it's our children have to know certain things and, and we have to, you know, read the textbook and, but who says that you just have to read the textbook or take a test on something, you know, I don't necessarily feel like it's important for me to force my child to remember specific dates for specific, you know, like when was the battle of bunker Hill? I, I don't know exactly when the date was for that. So, but I could Google it. And I think if we can Google things like that, we shouldn't have to memorize them. Obviously your child's going to want to know, you know, uh, America 1776, you know, we're going to want to know those things, why we signed the declaration of independence on July 4th, you know, like that kind of thing. We're going to need to know stuff like that, obviously, but with different platforms like Amazon prime or even Netflix or Disney plus, or, um, any other like curiosity stream, by the way, that has so many amazing documentaries and stuff on there. I was blown away, but, um, you know, if you're talking about Ben Franklin or you're talking about the the American, you know, culture and American history, and there's a really cool, um, are you talking about inventions or, you know, even science, there's a really cool show called Inventions That Shook the World. Um, and it really goes over like decade by decade, the voyage of, you know, like different discovery of different inventions, like the radio or the machine gun, you know, like um, television, video games really goes over all of these super cool um, inventions and who created them and why they were created. And um, there's even uh, a show it's called like the men who created America. And it talks about like the Rockefellers and like all these different men who really like within the industrial revolution really paved the way for um, this boom in American culture um, there's so many different awesome, like documentaries, um, nature documentaries, and there is a really cool show called Secrets of the Zoo series on Disney Plus, where it's a behind the scenes look into different zoos here in the United States. Like they, they, there's the Tampa Zoo, and they, there might even be the Cincinnati Zoo, San Diego, and really what it is to be a zookeeper in you know, what they do with these animals on a regular basis and how they're trying to um, preserve different species of animals and breed them and, and why it's important that, you know, even though um, they might really love having this animal at their zoo, that it's important that they move the animal to a different zoo because they're not thriving. And um, there's just some really awesome things like that, that, you know, we can add into our homeschool. And I know for me, 
one thing we did, um, we talked about World War II and we talked about Pearl Harbor. And I think sometimes for me to be being visual, it's just so much easier for me to see things. And so I found some YouTube clips of the movie Pearl Harbor. And we didn't watch the whole movie because I don't think it's appropriate for, you know, at that time, like an eight or nine year old. But we did watch, um, we watched some of the scenes where the, um, they came in and they were bombing Pearl Harbor. Um, you know, we watched some of those scenes and, and I think it really just kind of made it real. Um, we've watched, we watched a movie to go along with World War II. It was called The Book Thief. And it was about a little girl um, living in Germany or or she might've been in like Hungary or something, but um, it was a really great book. And it just kind of talked about, you know, what, what Nazi Germany, like what they really did to manipulate um, the people there into believing that what they were doing was okay. And they banned books and they burned them and they, you know, did all these things. And, um, I think it, it's really a way, especially with history, to make it interesting and to make it come alive for your child. Um, just just doing, you know, adding those different things in there, watching watching these movies and these documentaries that are based around that era and time. Um, it's it's just it makes it real to them. You know, I know there was a new movie, Harriet, um, about Harriet Tubman, and I don't know what age that is appropriate for. Um, I haven't actually watched it. Um, but if you have older kids, I'm sure that would be fine. Um, you know, just the amazing, um, perseverance of her and, and to do what she did, um, to make it really real. Um, I know there's a movie, Jackie Robinson, um, you know, what he really went through to pave the way for African-Americans within sports. Um, there, there's Amelia Earhart. There's just so many wonderful um, movies and stuff to, to bring to life. And, you know, in your homeschool, this is why we homeschool, right? So that we can have the freedom to be able to add in extra things or do these, tailor these, um, tailor these lessons to our child and, and their learning. I know my child is very visual. So me adding in all of these things really helps it solidify her um, in her memory. If you ask her about World War II or about Pearl Harbor, like she knows what you're talking about because we talked about it. But then she also has these images where she realizes like the devastation that happened and and how sad it was and like why, okay, that um, this stuff was bad. What a concentration camp is like how horrible things really were. Um, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas is a really good one. I would recommend it for older kids because it's super sad. Um, But the reality of Nazi Germany and what happened in concentration camps. um, That's just, just throwing that out there. That's a super cool way to use all your streaming things to just enhance your um, curriculum and what you're already doing. So my next tip here is actually um, like for your record keeping and your homeschool, um, a digital school portfolio. There are several ways to create a digital school portfolio for your child or your children in their homeschool years. Um, one thing that I really like to use is OneNote. Um, usually every year in OneNote, I will create a new, a new section that's for the different school year. So for this coming school year, I'm going to be 2023, 2024. 
And then I will go in and I will put in, I will go ahead and I will do our, um, I will break down our hours and our days and our weeks and like when we're going to do school and break that all down and another tab for our attendance so that I have that it's there. Um, another thing I will do is when I file the, when I file my PI, I will go ahead and I will um, save that digitally and then I'll add it into my attendance um, tab in OneNote so that I have my attendance and then my PI form and that's all saved in there for that school year. I know where it is. I don't have to worry about it. Um, and then from there I go into, I break it down into different months. So, you know, if we start in August, August through May, I have tabs for each month and I go in there and I put in, okay, what did we do for math? Okay, well, if we're using, for example, if we use the good and the beautiful, I will just put in that we're doing the good and the beautiful math. I don't necessarily need to break down pages or whatever. Um, but for like history, I can put in, okay, we're talking about world history. We're in the month of, you know, August, we're going to be talking about um, like ancient Egypt, ancient India, ancient China. Okay. And then like, if we did any movies, did we watch any movies? Okay. If we watch Mulan with ancient China, I'm going to put, okay, movie, we watched Mulan. If we read any stories or any books, I'm going to put any books that we've read. I'm going to break it down like that. And that just is a snapshot and really helps me look back at our year and what we have accomplished. And also to help me with like our goals um, for the next year. And at the end of the year, um, what I've done is um, I've just snapped some pictures of some of the work that they've done. Now, usually, okay, let me back up. Usually when I have, when I break the tabs down by months, okay, um, I will also upload any photos of anything cool that we did. So, okay, August, if we did ancient China, we watched Mulan, we read a story about ancient China, I'm gonna like take a picture if we built like a model of the, you know, of the wall of China, I'm going to take a picture of us doing that craft or whatever. And I'm going to put it in that month tab. So you can see, okay, we've learned about all these things. And then here's us doing this hands-on activity. Or if we went to a museum and looked at ancient Chinese artifacts, I'm going to put those pictures in there. Um, and <clears throat> that might sound super detailed and more than you want to do. Um, I'm just giving you an idea here. And also, I think that it's a really cool way to keep track of your year. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and that's what I've done in the past. And it's just really cool to look back on. And your child has that too to look back on. Um, and that's that's really what we do. Now, let's chat about digitally planning your year. So you've did your digital homeschool portfolio of how you're going to keep track of your year. Let's talk about how to plan it. So I actually recently started using Trello. If you're not familiar with that, it's just kind of like um, a board where you can like paste different things on. Um, it's kind of hard to explain without showing it to you. Um, it's Trello. It's T-R-E-L-L-O. And you can create boards. They have tons of different templates as well. It's extremely helpful when you're planning homeschool. Okay. So let me break it down how I use it. So when we plan, um, like our unit studies. So I like to do unit studies for science and for history. That's just what works best for us, especially having multiple children. We do that. So 
I have gone in this year and for next year, I've gone in and I've created a bunch of boards. So for example, um, some of my boards, we have done a, we're going to be doing a, like human body. And um, we're also going to be using um, uh, like health puberty kind of unit study. It's called Growing Up With God from Gather Round. So I've kind of put together not only my human body, but also that growing up with God portion. And that's just for Avery because she's older. Um, so we have like for science, I have human body, I have space, I have earth science, I have dinosaurs. We're going to be going over all of these different ones. So for example, if I went into his, my human body board here, um, I have like what we're going to be doing for human body. And then it's broken down by lesson. So we're going to be doing, we're going to be using what devotion we're going to be using for the day. Um, I'm putting in different like videos about human body. And um, like if I, for example, if our first lesson was on, you know, our bodies and how we were created and how we were made, we're going to look, we're going to do like interesting facts about the human body, how the body works. We're going to be looking at all of those videos in addition to our lesson. Um, we're going to be looking at facts about the human body where we can talk about some different facts about the human body. Um, the ears and the nose of the human of humans continue to grow throughout your entire life. Um, it takes an average human body about 12 hours to digest the food you've eaten completely. Uh, we're going to talk about all those different things. And I have all of these facts on a board. So, and each little like section, I have my intro, my lesson one, my lesson two, my lesson three. Um, and it goes all the way through all of the lessons for that unit. And then I have extra resources, any books that we might want to read, um, any extra videos or shows or movies or anything, any, um, anything like any magic treehouse episodes that would, excuse me, magic school bus. You guys today, I need more coffee. <laughs> So like any of the magic school bus episodes that might go along with any human body um, or any movies like the Osmosis Jones movie. I know that's really old school for some of you, um, but but it's still really relevant because it talks about, you know, the human body and how it works and all that stuff. Um, so that's that's kind of how it's broken down. And again, I will probably do a YouTube video to kind of show this because it's so hard to explain on a podcast. Um, so I'm adding that to my um, YouTube list to show you guys how I use Trello. And maybe I'll even do a OneNote as well. Um, if you have any interest in that, um, let me know in the comments of the episode or shoot me an email. I, I would love to know if you have interest. I think it's probably a whole lot easier to see it um, than to try to explain it. But those are my two like digital school resources that I would use for record keeping and planning is that OneNote and then um, Trello. Those are both awesome platforms to use. All right, guys. And last on my list here, but certainly not least is AI or chat GPT. Let's talk about it. So I just started recently playing around with this a lot, actually, even, um, I'm actually in school for marketing and social media. So we've played around a lot with this and I'm super impressed. I have to tell you, I, I scary impressed. No, not scary. Impressed. I I'm just really impressed. It's been, I've tried to use it for so many different things and it's just super cool. Okay. So one of my favorite things I'm going to throw out there first 
this isn't really homeschool related, but meal planning. You guys, this thing gave me a weekly meal plan and a grocery list. Huh, that's all so awesome. So if your family has any like dietary needs, like really go in to OpenAI chat GPT and type in like weekly low calorie meal plan for a family of four. Boom, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It gave me all of them. And then I asked it to give me a grocery list. And then it gave me a grocery list of everything I needed. So let me just tell you some of the things that it gave me because I was like, okay, this is actually like my kids would eat some of this. Okay. So, um, for Monday, it said it, it breaks it down by day of the week though. So I asked for uh, a full week plan. So it gave me Monday through Sunday. So breakfast oatmeal with berries and almonds. Okay. My kids would eat that lunch grilled chicken sandwich with avocado and mixed grains. Okay. Maybe dinner, baked salmon with roasted veggies, carrots, broccoli, and cauliflower, and then quinoa. Okay, great. Tuesday, yogurt and granola with fruit, lunch, tomato soup with grilled cheese, dinner, beef stir fry, broccoli, carrots, and rice. I mean, like it literally just gave appropriate good meals that like probably everybody would be fine with. And I'm super impressed with this. And then when I asked it for grocery list, it literally broke it down. It told me produce, here's what I need. Meat and poultry, here's what I need. Dairy, here's what I need. Um, breads, here's what I need. And any pantry items, here's what I need. Like, I was just like, this is so awesome. Okay, so that's my, like, side note that it um, it actually could meal plan for you. I was impressed. So that's your bonus for, for this today. But getting into the homeschool-related part of this AI chat GPT, um, there are just so many things. And it's so cool. So... One of the things that I asked it um, for is to give me some field trip ideas for around my area. So we're around the Madison area in Wisconsin here. So I asked it for some like field trip ideas for Madison, Wisconsin. And it did. It gave me some great ones. The Wisconsin State Capitol Building, Ulbrich um, Botanical Gardens, the Children's Museum, the Wisconsin Historical Museum, the zoo, the Wisconsin Science Museum. I mean, it just gave me all of these wonderful field trip ideas. So if you're a mom who's like, mm, I don't really, I'm not really good at like all of the other extra things. Like maybe you just have a boatload of kids at home and you're just like, I can't do all the extra things. Okay. Well, chat GPT is here to help you. Literally, it will help you with anything. If you put in um, craft ideas for let's say um, human body, craft ideas for the human body. It's literally going to give you craft ideas to do with a human body. Um, I, I just, it's so cool. So skeleton model with pipe cleaners and cotton balls, a felt anatomy thing, use a handprint art to create um, art that reinforces, resembles like your heart or, or organs do a human body t-shirt where you use fabric markers and draw label things do a brain hat where you use a hat and glue parts of the different brain on a hat there's just so many cool things you guys that, that this can do there's unlimited so I'm gonna have all this stuff in my blog post if you want to see all of the things um research help as you teach your child um how to look up information and use the internet appropriately um, you can ask ChatGPT and it will give you a simple answer with a great, with a resource. Um, 
creative writing inspiration. If you need writing prompts for your child, if you want them to write um, every morning when they get up, you want to give them a writing prompt. Okay, well, ask ChatGPT to give you creative writing prompts. Um, critical thinking exercises. If you want to engage your child with critical thinking exercises, ask ChatGPT. Science experiments. If you're doing a certain unit in science and you want some good science experiments, you can ask it for science experiments. You can ask it for book discussion questions. I could literally type in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone book discussion questions for a fifth grader, and it would literally give me appropriate age-appropriate book discussion questions to ask my fifth grader. It's so cool. Um, there's just so many different things that you can you can use this for. It's so fun to play around with. If you haven't, just just go in and kind of play around with it because um, I'm learning new things all the time that you can do with this. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, they can help with language practice, you know, like grammar and, and um, you can ask it, you know, um, age appropriate grammar lessons for fifth grade and it'll give you ideas. Um, just, just really unlimited, um, unlimited possibilities with this. And it's still new, so we're still learning um, how to use this, obviously, but just a really cool thing to use. So go and, go and check it out and mess around with it for yourself and just see there's so many different ways that you can use this. And everybody's kind of getting um, throwing out ideas and how to use it out there right now. So that that's just one of my recommendations to use for technology in your homeschool. Um, and, and that's kind of it. That's my, those are my options here for you for using in your homeschool, YouTube, um, doing those playlists. You've got tablets with educational apps and books. Um, you've got those eBooks you can borrow from the library. We have Audible. And then using those digital school portfolios and ChatGPT. Um, all really awesome ways to use technology in your homeschool. And remember guys, your homeschooling is yours. You have the freedom and the ability to do what you want with this. And you can make it as simple or as extravagant as you want it to be. And if there's something that you struggle with, I'm sure that there's a resource out there to help you. There is Pinterest. If you need sensory ideas for, you know, doing, if you're doing the human body and you want to figure out, okay, how can I engage my child with my littles with a sensory activity while I'm trying to teach my older kids these more detailed things. Um, go check out my Pinterest board even. I have some really cool um, sensory things on there. I've done a lot of sensory stuff with um, Elissa and she's obviously loved it. Um, one other thing I will throw out there, especially we're keeping little hands busy, is like busy bins. Um, even if you throw us together some stuff from the Dollar Tree and just pull it out when you're homeschooling and you need to keep them distracted. That's another great thing. Um, one company I'm going to recommend, I'll throw this out there. Obviously I'm so early in podcasting. Nothing I do is sponsored. I'm just sharing some awesome ideas and resources with you, but, um, young wild and Friedman is a company that was started by a mom and they have some really cool Play-Doh kits. 
um, like extravagantly so. Um, and we've ordered several Play-Doh kits. Um, I have a stack and we still have, we still have them, um, that we pull out and use. Um, I, I would definitely recommend trying those. Um, they have like a gardening one for spring. They have like a fairy garden. They have like a dump truck one. Um, there's a dentist kit. There's so, so many cool things, um, that they have over there. So if you want to check that out, it's young, wild and Friedman, um, and they have all the, all the Play-Doh kits you, your heart could desire. I'm sure you could find them all on Etsy as well, but thank you guys for listening to my podcast today. Um, this was episode four in my how to series, and I'm really kind of wrapping it up. I might do one more episode on how to involve your children in their education. Um, we might do that, but that's really kind of a brief subject. I might throw that in with something else. So thank you guys for listening today. I really appreciate your support as I get started with my new podcast. And if there's ever anything you want me to do or to, to talk about, or if you have any interest in, let me know in the comments, give me some feedback. And if you want to chat with me on my podcast, let me know that as well. I'd love to have a guest. Thanks again for listening, guys. Until next time, I will see you back here and we will chat more things homeschool and life and family and all the things. And again, I appreciate your support. Share this podcast with someone if you think it might help be helpful to them, especially somebody who's getting new in homeschooling. But even if they're not new, um, I am still learning. I, I've done homeschooling for several years now. Um, again, we're not at the moment. My girls have like three weeks of public school left and then they're coming home again. Um, I had all the things we had to, you know, I had to switch jobs and move stuff around. Um, but I'm so excited to have them home again. Um, and I have homeschooled on, you know, for Avery for the last several years. Um, and they went back this year and it's just not working for us. Um, we know homeschools where we want to be and what we want to do. So, um, but share this because even as a more seasoned homeschool mom, we are, we still can learn and get other ideas from other moms. And I think it's so important to support each other and share ideas. So if you think that this podcast would be helpful to somebody, by all means, share it with them. And I will see you guys next time. Thanks again for listening.